The Florida Panthers come off their third game of their five-game homestand on a little bit of a losing streak right now. We're going to talk about the game on Saturday against Edmonton, and is it a time of panic if you are the Florida Panthers? We've discussed that on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, February 28th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen today. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also follow the national show Locked On NHL and the Cross Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire, Mary Clark, and Louis covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So a little bit of a later release for this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. On Saturday, I was only able to listen to the game via radio because, uh, unfortunately, I have a day job on Saturdays that prevent me from watching matinee games. Listen to it on the radio, um, but then just finished wrapping up watching the TV feed of the, the game so I could provide a better product for this show. But honestly... The Panthers might have lost on Saturday, but I'm not discouraged whatsoever about that loss. And I think about how when you think of lumps for a team going through a season and when you think about where the Florida Panthers were when they had their previous lumps, for example, the beginning of November when Spencer Knight was getting a whole week's worth of starts and they had that Northeastern trip with a little bit of Tampa in it. Uh, dropped four in a row. Two of them happened to be in overtime. You got some points out of it. The most recent one in December, which was the start of all the COVID outbreaks for this team, you, lo- you lose three in regulation, the, the last one coming off of the end of a road trip against Colorado and then Ottawa and then Los Angeles. After that, this summer on the Florida Panthers are going through a little bit of a losing streak with most of their roster intact together. So it is in a little bit of a way when you look at it like that is like, man, they're losing like this with their full roster together. But this couldn't, you couldn't ask for something like this for them to be at full strength or mostly at full strength because when they lose a few games in a row while having a full roster, it gives them an opportunity to really know that a lot of the times some of these errors that they commit can be a few mental errors because the Panthers can out-possess teams. They can outshoot teams. I mean, in 
these last three games, they outshoot the opposition 166 to 106. Outshooting average by almost 20. And they can get the puck in the net. But it's all about what can you do with the goaltending, which can still win you games in the playoffs. Can it take you to a Stanley Cup? That question mark's still out there for the Panthers. That is still something to discuss and is worth discussing. And the Florida Panthers in these last three games have just been out goaltended by three non-starters. So that is a little bit of an eyebrow raise. But I also think about it like this. Nashville is a a bubble wild card team. Columbus is making a bit of a run before trying to catch up in the standings in the East, even though the East seems a little locked up right now. Edmonton, they have a, a fire lit under them after Dave Tippett got fired. He calls out his goalie, Miko Koskinen, in the media a few weeks ago. And a little bit of a motivation for someone like Miko Koskinen to play under his new coach to impress, to make sure that he does have a roster spot, not only come trade deadline, but come next year as well, because the that's been a question for Edmonton this whole season, even coming the last season about how they addressed the goaltending to complement Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And it was a good day for Miko Koskinen on on Saturday as he just was incredible, making 49 saves, I think it is, for for Edmonton. Uh, 47, excuse me. 47 saves on, on 44 attempts for, for the Florida Panthers. Um, excuse me, 44 saves out of 47 attempts for... Um, for me, Kokoskinen, but just the Florida Panthers are going to get everyone's best. That's really what it comes down to. It's crazy because the Florida Panthers use that hashtag time to hunt on their social media. But sometimes when you are a team that has built off from what they did last year, getting home ice advantage in round one, has led the division for most of this year. This team is kind of the hunted, if we're being honest with ourselves, about teams coming into Sunrise, Florida, or whether Florida's visiting them, but people want to teams want to come in and see that this team who is in prime position to contend, they want to they get up for these games. The Florida swing now when teams make their trips over to our region that it's worth getting up for now for any road team coming in. And when they host the Panthers or even the Lightning, they have those dates circled now. And we as Panther fans need to get used to that the fact that now the Florida Panthers have a target on their back. Isn't that scary to think? A team that hasn't won a playoff series, now it's going to be like 22 years this year? 
has a target on their back. Strange to think. But the way they've been able to win in the regular season, these last two seasons, has definitely put that on their back. And the Florida Panthers won't make any excuses. They didn't seem down in any of their press conferences, which is very encouraging. Honestly, I'm very encouraged. I'm sure if you were to listen to the the press conferences, there would be a little bit of encouragement from you guys listening as well, that they are going to consistently find ways to bounce back and they're going to consistently find ways to not get down on themselves. And that also comes down to leadership in the locker room as well. That your each team is going to be tested emotionally, mentally, and not just not just in the game, but how do they respond in between? How do they talk to each other? How do they do they play the blame game once the cameras are off and the media is not in front of them when they when they're in that locker room? Are they doing that? Are they are they saying, "Oh, I messed up on that. I I'm, I got to be better." Seems as from looking at it from my perspective, it seems that it's a very, very, very accountable group. I mean, you have quite a few players who've made Stanley Cup, uh, who've made Stanley Cup appearances and have won championships. I mean, Patrick Hornquist is one who's won. Joe Thornton, even though he's on IR. Uh, he's has an appearance. So that just goes to show the leadership that this Florida Panthers team has in that locker room and that everything's going to be okay. Everything will definitely be okay. In the next segment, we're going to discuss the game on Saturday against the Edmonton Oilers, where the Florida Panthers fell four to three against Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl and company on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, I want to tell you all about Built Bar. It's that time of year where I've given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallow-y. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from 2 to 300 calories. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Bilt Bar, they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, and then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen today. And for your next listen to today, make sure to listen to the Lockdown Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So continuing on this conversation... On Saturday's 4-3 loss against the Edmonton Oilers. Luckily, I was able to see this game twice, both listening from the radio on Saturday and then actually re-watching the TV feed while writing my own notes 
um, from this game. And man, chances early um, for for this one. Um, Lundell had a Lundell had a beautiful chance to Frank Vachana, who's been kind of had a little bit of a jolt lately ever since being reinserted back in, reinserted back into the lineup. But got got to got to give credit to Frank Vachano, even though he hasn't gotten back on the uh, score sheet uh, yet for the Panthers. I mean, Miko Koskinen, amazing. He had like multiple chances. Um, the Panthers had multiple chances on Miko Koskinen, excuse me, where Barkov, 10 shots on goal, tying his career high in shots on goal uh, for this one. Panthers get off to out shooting the opposition eight to nothing through 10 minutes and just saying, awesome. You don't get the puck to Conor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. You limit them. You limit their scoring. And chances are you're going to win this game. <laughs> and then there's Derek Ryan, who got a hat trick in this one. Not only did he get a hat trick in this game, but he also got a goal the very next day when the Edmonton Oilers played a back-to-back matinee against the Carolina Hurricanes. So he got a goal in that one. So four goals in two games, his first ever hat trick um, for the for his career. And first goal, it was like an overcommitment by Lucas Carlson on a board battle, and then Rush goes the other way, putting your goalie in a little bit of a bad position. And that's part of the mental errors that I talked about in the previous postgame wrap-up against Columbus, that some of these are mental errors that are correctable. And just, man, the Florida Panthers can definitely definitely, uh, be better in that category. Just know when to step back and stay at home versus when to commit towards the boards. And Vetrano, man, we talked earlier about his chance to Lundell early in this one, in this one. But he had a beautiful behind-the-legs pass to Anton Lundell for his 12th of the season. Um, and Anton Lundell has just been incredible and was incredible in this one, winning 8 of 11 face-offs. He drew, he pickpocketed Leon Dreisaitl and um, c- committed a penalty, um, putting Dreisaitl in a position to commit a penalty as well, I saw him pickpocket Dar- Darnell Nurse as well later into the game. So, just Anton Lundell. Just if you watch a Panthers game and you're watching his line on the ice, even the off puck stuff, take an opportunity to watch Anton Lundell of what he does when he's not on the puck about getting in front of the net, staying within his man, not not allowing the getting a stick in front to create a takeaway going the other end. And Anton Lundell is doing this at 20 years old. It's helped that he scored some goals too, but just the off the puck stuff that stuff that doesn't get talked about enough from Anton Lundell, Patrick Hornquist as well. It's been a little bit since uh, he's gotten on the, on the score sheet and multiple times, there he you found him right in front of the net. Etulusterainen on a play, incredible job keeping in the zone. Lombard feeds to Patrick Hornquist and just broken up right in front. And Koskinen had another one 
broken up later into the game on Patrick Hornquist that he just wasn't able to get a shot attempt. There were times where Koskinen had to come out of his net. Barkov had a breakaway all alone, and Koskinen comes out to get a stick in front that Barkov can't even get a attempt on net. And it's just like, man, it it doesn't feel that it's the Florida Panthers' day on that one. And there was a time where, and there were opportunities, five power play opportunities. They they converted two. Cool. Alexander Barkov gets both 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 of them. Um, now now at twenty five goals a season, uh, this season and Huberto continues his point streak of ten straight games, staying in that race for the Art Ross tied with Connor McDavid because he didn't score on Sunday against the Carolina Hurricanes. So now they're at a tie right now. And credit to Huberto on that first power play goal where he's able to keep it on his stick while on his knees getting up while still being able to handle the puck and before uh, before getting it to Ekblad and Duke. And it sucks because he's not going to get an assist on that one. But credit to him for keeping it together while being on the ground as well. And that's just the kind of things that the score sheet won't – you won't see it on the score sheet. But then those are those little things that help his team win. And I, I guess – if you're a plus minus person, I guess that that helps in that category. Seeing, okay, th- this is this this contributes to what he's doing, but th- it's not something that I'm gonna. It's not the end all be all that that stat for plus minus, um, and again, Koskinen, Miko Koskinen, just going out of his way to prevent pucks from getting into his own net and having to come out of the crease for saves and even on the second alexander barkov goal in the third period uh, koskinen came out of his net was kind of hit by his own player um complained to the referees but he was out of his crease so he had zero argument on trying to get a call there when barkov was fed by jonathan huberto for that third goal of the game and the second power play goal of for the panthers in that one and the Panthers also had quite a few shorthanded chances too. Lundell, once again, Lundell and Barkov, while Miko Koskinen didn't have a stick, and and just couldn't couldn't get anything through. And it's just like they had their chances, so many chances, and just people are starting to adjust to what the Panthers are doing. People are watching them. Uh even when players aren't playing on a night, I, I wonder how many of them tune into Panthers games to see like what they're doing and they just want to see a high-powered team. I, won- I, I wonder how many of these players are watching the Panthers on their off days, especially if they see them on the schedule coming up so that they could pick up their habits and to see how they can get in front of them right in front of the net and how goalies can adjust um as well and that that was that's just something that i that i wonder for how players see the panthers outside of it but because this three game home stand this excuse me five game home stand with the first three games done goalies are adjusting to what the panthers are doing and koskinen had a 
great glove save on Alexander Barkov right before he scored uh, the third goal. And at that point, you just put your arms up and say, it, it's not happening for, for the Panthers. And like I said, Derek Ryan had a hat trick, the, the second one, uh, on a delayed call um, for for the Panthers. And he beats uh, Bob short side. And Bob, that that was one he should have saved. And that that one was just maybe stay a little bit back so that that you don't give him as much of an open net in front and just stay at home a little bit for 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 that one. But still, uh, I thought that was still a shot that he should have saved. Drysaddle gets on the board. The third goal, I'm not going to blame Bob on it. It was a puck that was deflected off of Gudis on a power play uh, after an interference that Mackenzie Weger did not like. <laughs> um, and seeing three goals on 12 shots uh, just in the middle of the second period, it's just like, man, this, this team's got, this team is doing everything they can to help their goalie on one end, but at, at least getting the possession and the shots on goal. But on the other end, um, they're, they're not helping them and Bob's not helping himself neither. Um, especially on that second one and plenty of rushes midway through the second period that didn't, result in shots on goal and the where it was really tough was when Ryan got that third one just 46 seconds before the period ends it's just like sure when you're a championship team and you're a contending team you got to be placed in all situations and multiple times during this homestand, we've seen the Florida Panthers be down by two. It's kind of a little bit of an eyebrow raise for this team because this is unheard of. This is uncharted territory. And is this something that's going to continue on as they have these four days off right before facing Ottawa on Thursday? I mean... Even shots on goal after the second period, 35 to 16 in favor of Florida. You think that they should get have more goals than that or stop uh, pucks at the other end. And at one point, Koskinen had 29 saves in a row before Alexander Barkov got the, got the second power play goal. And a lot of one-and-dones, like whenever... The Florida Panthers were throwing the puck at the net. But as far as those second chance opportunities right in front of the net, Koskinen was cleaning the puck up really well. The Edmonton Oilers were clearing the zone. And the Florida Panthers were just not able to get to the puck after originally shooting it. And that's where the Florida Panthers have made their money most of this season. I mean, Barkov, I mean, Barkov had it on the first goal off a, off a rebound. But really, outside of that... Panthers at times didn't give themselves some opportunities on second chances. And you got to give also give credit to Edmonton there for, for that. And just all, all like 
if you guys were to see my notes right now, all I'm seeing is all I have a lot of the stuff that I have written down is Koskinen, pass breakup, Koskinen, blank shot saved in a row. And it's just like his name like written down all over again on on the notes and just just a bounce back that again this season after after everything that the Edmonton Oilers have gone through and the and the coaching change too for for them. So just I, I hate using the word goal lead. I hate that word. But the goaltending has been better because than on the opposition in these three games. And this was just another example of that. Jameson Olive uh, tweeted scoring chances for the Panthers at five on five, 83 to 57 in favor of Florida. And the Panthers are still not coming up with wins. But these trends goes to show that this isn't going to last long. If you correct some of the mental errors going in the other end, then the Florida Panthers are going to be right back to their winning ways. It's just about uh, instinctual play. Like, And what do I mean by that? I go back to the first one of Lucas Carlson overcommitting and creating a rush at the other end. That is just being more instinctual in that situation. And knowing when to come out of your crease for a save and knowing when not to as well. And that is something that is, once again, correctable for this team. When you're out shooting the opposition by that many shots, you're going to find ways to eventually get the puck in the net. And right now it's not happening for the Panthers, but it's definitely something that the Panthers' history is on their side based on the trends this season. I mean, Tankathon has them as the best strength of schedule in the last 29 games where their opposition averages just over a point per game. Best in the NA, best uh, strength of schedule in the NHL. So, and right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning, it looks that they're better off in points percentage right now. But you got one more matchup against them. And still plenty of time in between before facing off against them once again. So now that the Panthers are on a little bit of a losing streak, maybe a little bit of scoreboard watching that we have to do to see where the Panthers are at. But the Panthers got to win their games. They got to find a way to win um, in order for to find a way to win that division. And there's still two home games left, Ottawa and Detroit, before the Florida Panthers go on the road back to the Northeast. Um, where they'll start off in Buffalo and then uh, Pittsburgh. But in the next segment, we're going to talk about the upcoming game against the Ottawa Senators and some reports on practice right now uh, for the Cats as the Florida Panthers have returned to practice after having Sunday off. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. And football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your search for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. 
where the game starts. Continuing this conversation on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And the Florida Panthers are back at practice at the Panthers Ice Den. And the Panthers, oh, um, Joe Thornton is wearing a yellow non-contact jersey in practice. So doesn't seem that he's close to returning as of right now. We all anticipated Spencer Knight possibly returning with this four days off from games after seeing the Jonas Johansson experiment against the Columbus Blue Jackets, but he still not has he has still not arrived yet um back in Sunrise. Um and Owen Tippett is still in Charlotte as well. Um and this is via Kobe Guy of Florida Hockey Now, by the way. Max and Mammon and Noel Chari are wearing the white jerseys, which uh, he says that it denotes uh, healthy extras. So looks like that the Florida Panthers could might well be putting in their same lineup on Thursday that they did on Saturday, but there's still plenty of time in between. Um, and yeah, the Florida Panthers, they... Welcome in the Ottawa Senators on Thursday. And let's not kid ourselves the last time these two faced. They got their ass kicked. They, that is the that is the best way I could say of what happened the last go-round. It was the start of their COVID outbreak, too. But still, they got they 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 got their ass kicked on, on, in that game against Ottawa. Eight to two, Spencer Knight gives up eight goals, doesn't get pulled at all in that one. And the Ottawa Senators, though they're rebuilding, and though they are missing Drake Batherson, who had a horrific injury against the Buffalo Sabres just last month, they have played spoiler since coming out of the All-Star break, and they've played the most games of anyone in the NHL coming out of the All-Star break. They're, I mean, most of the Canadian teams are the, the teams that are making up the most games because they've had the most cancellations. But Ottawa has just been playing spoiler for for the last few weeks. And even though they're not going to make the playoffs, they're, they're still a year or two away from really fully contending. But they are – we're starting to see the steps that they're taking – in order to get there and an encouraging game of theirs was their eight to two win against Florida. And they're confident going into that game because of what they did last time around the Florida Panthers. They got to really like when they are on the losing streak that they're on, even though at times they outplayed their opposition, they're, they're also going to go in saying, this is just a normal game. Don't get so caught up in what happened in December, but focus on what you can do in this game. Play your game. Know that you can outpossess the mo- the opposition most times. Just take care of the stuff possibly that goes on in the, ne- in the neutral zone that creates chances the other way and be sharp in front of your net. And I'm sure that's something that Andrew Burnett is continuing to preach to his team as they have these four days off and the 
great time to get a little healthier uh, for this team, even though the majority of their players are back. I mean, they're still after the game, the treatment that they have to have. These players are sore all the time because of the hits that they take as well. <laughs> let's let's not forget that. Just because they're playing and hopping on the ice doesn't mean that they're not not hurt or not sore. And it gives a it gives them a good opportunity to have a little bit of a recovery period. And I think this will be good for the Panthers because they haven't faced nearly as much adversity at all at home. Really, this season. A little bit, but not a lot. And the record that they have at home at this point of the season, if you ask me, if you ask me what I would think if they were to have this record right now at home, just only six losses, I I'd I'd be doing cartwheels at the beginning of the season if you were to tell me that. So now that we're here, now that they face a little bit of adversity. I'm not going to change course. I will, I will not. I, I will not change course because just because they're on a little bit of a losing streak and very confident that this is a team that will be able to bounce back. And these these next uh these next three days before they face off are important for the Florida Panthers team as they they try to get themselves right, not only physically but emotionally right before they face off against the Ottawa Senators on Thursday night, which will be a Star Wars night for uh, everyone. Uh, going to the game at FLA Live Arena, but we'll be breaking down more of the upcoming game against the Ottawa Senators. Keep an uh, keep an ear out for a conversation between myself and Aaron Brown that will drop later today as an extra episode on Monday of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. We're going to bring in Jacob Winans on Wednesday for a Winans Wednesday, and we're going to also have our second guest co-host couldn't make it last friday but we're gonna have our second guest co-host hopefully show up um come on the show on friday to discuss more about the post game for the panthers versus the ottawa senators coming up on friday and that's kind of the schedule of what we'll be looking at this week for the lockdown florida panthers podcast but in the meantime if you like what you're hearing Please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day.